Hello, X. Hi, X. Hello, X. Um, Hello, X. I hope that we didn't interrupt the Earth too much. I want to apologize for this Hello, X, and welcome to a new episode of the Hello, X podcast. My name is Annelies Dieberg, and in this episode, I will guide you through a day at Fram, the High North Research Center for Climate and the Environment in Tromsø, Northern Norway. Every year, they open their doors to the public during the Fritt Fram event. In this event, researchers share some of their research results in a fun and friendly way, with games, food, theater, lab experiments, a parade... This year, the Ice Nine team was there with our Tokioki table. So, Tokioki is basically a pop-up talk show developed by the people speak in England. They develop techniques and technologies to make it easy for people to talk to each other in a fun and creative way. Tokaoke consists of an illuminated round table with a host sitting in the middle. The guests sit around the outside and decide if the conversation will be fun and silly or what is the meaning of life type of conversation. We talk a lot about the future. We're trying to imagine the lives of the future. What is your feeling about the future and what's your name? My name is Rosemary and my future is that I'm going to be 70 in two weeks time. So I have a different future to you because you've got a longer future to think about. We've lived our future. No, we haven't lived our future. (laughs) We've lived our past. (laughs) She's the last one of the group to be 70. (laughs) (laughs) These are very impressive bolts. Have you made these bolts? I made them. They're very, very (laughs) impressive bolts. The talk show host and the rest of the team were wearing hats made out of cardboard on this day. They had the shape of boats. Norway has a long coastline, and boats or ships have always had a great importance for the lives of the people living here. We'll all be in the same boat. Exactly. That's exactly the idea. The other thing is, when we're all in the same boat, we all have to find out how to balance our boats. Exactly. Yeah. We have to balance our boats. So you've done yours a little different than me. Yeah. So I can be different even though we're in the same boat. We can think differently in the same boat. What's your name? My name's Ken. I'm Ken. Ken. Hi, what are your thoughts about the future? It could be very interesting. I think there's a lot of things will change in the future, but uh, it's up to us to make them change in the right way, I think. From a geophysical point of view, what do you think the future holds? Are you a geophysicist? I'm a geophysicist, yeah. Ah, see, that was a clue. (laughs) A A geophysicist. Whoa, welcome. So I work for a company that works offshore all the time, so we do a lot of work around Norway so yeah what kind of things you do offshore is it drilling or no it's mainly uh, safety surveys so to you know look at conditions under the seabed and what they're like so if they are going to drill or if they're doing other things like putting in wind farms and things like that you have to make sure that foundation conditions are right so they're the sort of work we do and part of that work is actually planning for the future in terms of alternative energy isn't it it is yeah so we have a new person at the table. Can you introduce yourself? Are you doing here at Fit From? So I'm Portuguese, my name is Pedro, and I work at the Norwegian Polar Institute. What sort of work do you do? I'm a marine biologist. I work in the Arctic. 
Pedro Duarte works with the Fram flagship on sea ice for the Norwegian Polar Institute and is featured on What's Eating You Part 2. And uh, my main work is to try to predict what will happen to the marine ecosystem in the coming years. So after chatting about algae blooms and new species appearing in the Arctic Oceans, HelloX producer Marina Borovaya asked Pedro about whales. In the 70s, the scientists that studied the whales, they thought that the blue whale had no chances to survive. The population was so decreased and it came back thanks to the protection, to these, uh, you know, conservation measures. Conservation, so, yes. So not, not, I mean, the, the humans have done a lot of and continue to do a lot of stupid things, but they also do some nice things. And what we learn from these things is, is that this system, the marine ecosystem, is quite resilient. It can bounce back from these big disturbances, which is a good sign, you know. Do you think there's enough resilience in the system to bounce back from, say, the kind of climate change that we're looking at right now? Uh, it's difficult to say because we cannot generalize. There are so many different ecosystems on the planet. Even the marine ecosystem, when we talk about marine ecosystem, that's nothing because there are so many different marine ecosystems. I guess that some of the changes that are taking place, there will be no coming back. We will get to a different state. But some of the species that have been profoundly disturbed by our activities, they can come back. But it doesn't mean by the fact that uh, some uh, species recovered from uh, our uh, activities, from uh, hunting, from fishing, etc. It doesn't mean that when they come back, the ecosystem itself did not change at all, because it changed. How much it changed? We are extremely ignorant about it, you know. We don't have so much data, and even when we have a lot of data, making sense of this data, it's really difficult, you know. Because uh, these living systems, in particular the ecosystems, they have such a, a diversity of responses, of adaptation capacity, that uh, our capacity to actually understand what will happen next is extremely limited. So we have a new person at the table. We're talking about changes, mostly in the Arctic Oceans. Pedro is a marine biologist with uh, the North Polar Institute. And um, who are you? My name's Matilda Kairs. I'm a dancer. I recently graduated. I did a bachelor in dance in England, in Liverpool. Yeah, so I'm just back in Tromso, trying to integrate myself into the artistic culture of Tromso and the north of Norway and trying to establish myself, basically. Welcome to the conversation. Thank you. Since Pietro just asked my question about whales. This is producer Marina Borovaya. And he had this example about a blue whale that was on the border of extinction and people just mobilized themselves and saved the whale. So now blue whale is not endangered anymore. But how about seabirds? I heard that uh, seabirds are declining. And for instance, puffins are not doing that well, but no one really knows about it. And well, maybe we should, you know, whale, puffin, maybe we should start thinking about saving the puffin and other seabirds that are declining. What do you think? If seabirds are in decline, does this matter to you? Does that have any impact? You're a dancer. Maybe you don't need seabirds. No, like I work at Kaffebenna and seabirds are actually pretty annoying because they eat all our food of the customers. So for me, that's my relationship to them. But I don't know anything about it. I don't know the bigger picture. It's not popular media. 
So I wouldn't be able to know what the impact would be further down the line. I don't know. Mm. I'm just also thinking there's dance, there's biology. Is there any link? There could be. My bachelor's degree was on how dance can be used to promote human rights activism. Well, this is not human rights, but it could be animal rights. And through using culture... Aren't humans animals? Well, you could say that. Or anim- <laughs> uh, Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so yeah, rights or politics or anything, like using culture to promote rights is actually quite effective. So maybe dance could be used to make people understand what that impact actually is. What do you think, Pedro? You were talking about complexity, and there's so many things that we can't know or we can't understand, and it's very hard, and you are doing that every day. We have a dancer at the table. There's a visual artist, photographer. Oh, you have an example. Yeah, last week I have seen the performance at Halogaland Theater, which is uh, called Cycle yeah, yeah. uh, Isnostorm. There was some science information that they tried to convey through different medium, like there was a lot of singing, but also a dance performance, which I thought was really strong. Particularly dance is provokes evokes emotions in people. And I think there is a potential in uh, using dance to communicate science. It's just uh, tricky to find the right uh, way to do it. What do other people think? Art in art and science mixed together? Can it work? I don't know. I think you can mix them. But uh, And you, you started to think about feelings and stuff like that. And uh, for example, if we want to keep things on a scientific level, <laughs> I could begin by saying that our mind does not work, as you know, just on the basis of uh, logical reasoning. We need uh, these uh, feelings. There was actually a um, Portuguese scientist that uh, he has a, a major job in the States. He became very famous. He's um, a brain surgeon, I think, or a neurologist, whatever. And he wrote a book that uh, he called uh, The Mistakes of Descartes. The book Pedro is referring to is Descartes' Error by Antonio Damasio. You remember that Descartes said, cogito ergo sum, that means I think, therefore I exist, right? And this guy says, you should say instead, I feel Therefore, I exist, you know. So if you have no emotions, you have no creativity. And science does not exist without creativity, right? So I guess that there is quite some intimacy between science and art or whatever artists do and whatever scientists do. And the other thing that I would like to comment that is related with this, the attention we pay to different species is pretty much influenced by our culture. And this is a big problem, I think. And that's why you were saying some birds seem to be vanishing or seem to be decreasing and we don't give a shit about them because they are not so so sexy, let's say, as whales or polar bears or whatever. And this is actually true. They do polar not have bear this, could uh, be very annoying if you meet one at the wrong time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you, you, usually, usually you don't or you can see them from um, some safety uh, truck, whatever the case, so you find it funny. But if you have to live there, you don't find it so funny. So... The fact that the, the species are annoying doesn't mean that they are not important. And uh, does it even mean how much we know about their importance? It's very difficult if you ask me, what happens if these birds all disappear at once? It will be a big drama or not? I can speculate, but I cannot do much more than speculate, you know? The question we can ask ourselves, besides the scientific questions, is if we want to live in a world without these and those species, if we really want to leave such a world to our children, if we want to live in a world where we cannot have the pleasure 
And let's forget about science now. Just the pleasure of watching a polar bear running on the ice, for example. I mean, do we really want to live in such a world? I, I would prefer not to live in such a world, you know. Pedro quoted Damasio, I feel, therefore I exist. How do you feel about biodiversity? Do you want to live in a world without seagulls, bees or whales? What species matter to you and why? Tell us on our website at forum.helloex.me. This is the end of this episode. Thanks to the Fram Center for including us at the Fritt Fram event, and thanks to all our guests around the Tokyoki table. HelloX partners include Tromsø Municipality, the Nansen Legacy Research Project, the North Norwegian Art Museum, Norwegian Art Council, Sparebanken Kulturnæringsstiftelsen, Fram, the High North Research Center for Climate and the Environment, with its flagships, one environmental impact of industrial development in the north, Two, effects of climate change on sea and coastal ecology in the north. Three, sea ice in the Arctic Ocean technology and agreements. Four, hazardous substances, effects on ecosystems and human health. Five, effects of climate change on terrestrial ecosystems, landscapes, society and indigenous people. Music by Metatag. HelloX is supported by the Norwegian Art Council, Sparbank Nord Norway, the Free Speech Foundation, Innovation Norway, Koro Public Art Norway. HelloX is produced by Ice9 with Christine Sin, Annelies Dieberg and Valentin Mans. Associate producers include Marina Borovaya and Annika Wistrom. Sound mix by Nathanael Gusta. Digital design by Ismet Bakhtiar. Story generator developed by Furkel Industries. <laughs>